This is Mr. PTO. Welcome back to Echo Mail Radio, the media source for We the People of Main Street. Today's date is April 10th, 2020. Before we get started with today's episode, make sure that you follow Echo Mail Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and Snapchat. Also, hit me up in my email, echomailradio at gmail.com if you have any podcast requests or questions. To support the channel, you can do that through the cash app at dollar sign echo melt radio. You can also hit the support link on whatever platform that you're listening to that will take you into anchor.fm forward slash echo melt radio forward slash support to show your support for the podcast monthly. You can also do it the cheapest way, which would be just um, subscribe to the channel. And also get this information out to your family, friends, colleagues, and church members. The title of today's episode is going to be, Is Your Money Safe Part 2? Now, for, for some of you that are new to the channel, I thank you. I appreciate you coming in. And if you're like, well, where's part one? I didn't even know that there was a part one. Is Your Money Safe Part 1 was actually done in October of 2018. So this is just more of an up-to-date version of what's actually currently affecting your life right now. Because I'm almost certain there's two questions that you're asking yourself just about every day now here in 2020. One, am I healthy? Two, is my money safe? Now, most of you by now know that your local banks are closed. Some have made the exception of where you can go in there by appointment. But for the most part, it's just going to be drive-through banking. And now, of course, with that being said, the only way that you can make a deposit is through your ATM And some of the ATMs, they don't actually have deposits set up because they're just old machines. So that's going to force you to drive to another location. As we all know, here in 2020, most of your bills, they just flat out can't be paid in cash unless you're at a grocery store to pay it. And even that's getting harder to do because a lot of the grocery stores are low on staff. And they can't provide you that customer service to where you can pay your utility bills there. Most of the people now are either at a cash register or trying to stock up the food or taking the food or let me say goods actually off of the trucks. So there's really no space for them to even do your utility bills at some locations. Then the biggest surprise that I found this last week was the San Francisco Mint has been down for several days and there's even another Mint that I'm not necessarily sure that was closed around um, the East Coast. So now you have the U.S. printing more money even faster than it has in decades, but has anybody thought of what happens to if more of these Mints get shut down due to this illness. Now, some of you listeners are probably like, well, 
I only keep my savings in precious metals, so I don't care if the U.S. Mint closes down. If two or three of their mints close down, I don't care. Now, that sucks for you because if you think about it, some of you that tend to get these uh, American Eagles, well, they actually are minted there at the San Francisco Mint to be just to name one of them. I think that's actually the main one where your gold and silver eagles are minted. Now, I was really trying not to compare us to like the 29 market crash, but isn't it eerily starting to look like some of the stories that you have read before? People are out of work, no money. Banks allow ATMs only, which limits your money. Now the, now the printing presses are shutting down when the country is actually demanding more cash. And right now, this is actually the second most amount of attempts that people have tried to get cash since Y2K. So the last two weeks, more people are trying to get cash out of the bank than what they have done since the Y2K. 20 years. Now, these conditions have even made it hard to tell whether should you keep your money in a, in a, in a safe as far as keeping it in your house or should you just keep it in the bank account because you got to look at it at least if you have it in a safe in your house it keeps you liquid and you're able to make all your purchases but of course now people can steal it or anything that happen let's say that the banks completely go out on a bank holiday you may not even be able to deposit that cash. So now you're not even able to pay your bills because you're most likely paying your bills through a debit or credit card. And even a good portion of you even pay your bills through auto pay. Here's what I need you to think about. And it's not likely, but it could happen. But what if there is a ban on paper currencies in the name of the spread of coronavirus. In my opinion, this would depend on your pain tolerance on if you should keep cash at home. Or the question is, is how much money can you keep at home? And how much are you willing to deal with as far as your pain tolerance in the event that you're wrong and you take out more money in cash than keeping it in your bank account? Now, that's something for you to decide. Nobody can help you with that. You'll have to figure out what's best for your own situation because my situation may not be yours and vice versa. Now, one thing I will say, when you start seeing ads, which some of you have probably seen and you might have just hit the skip ad or you might not have known what you were watching. You're probably like, man, I don't know what this is. So I'm not going to pay attention. I'm going to go ahead and make myself something to eat and just let that ad go ahead and play. But some of you I know have seen this FDIC um, commercial that has said, keep your money in the banks or you could break the system. Yeah, you might want to start looking at when the FDIC comes out 
and says, you know, anything because usually the FDIC, they really don't say anything outside of what's on their website. And you almost have to look at if they're talking to you directly in an ad that there is going to be some type of change is going to come pretty soon. And unfortunately, if you've noticed, they have already made you Main Street the scapegoat. Now, things that could be said. Well, we tried to tell you to stop hoarding cash. Now look at what you've done. First, you did this with the toilet paper. You hoarded the toilet paper and there's no more toilet paper nowhere in America. And now you're doing this with cash. So now we can't give you any cash. Remember, Main Street, you're always demonized, not those who came up with this system or not those that are overseeing the current system as it is. Just like this paycheck protection program, this is another sleight of hand that you will that will be blamed on you at some point. There is uh, what four point five trillion that was put onto the Treasury, but. It don't look like much as that is for you right now, Main Street. Small banks and credit unions were not even allowed to even get the loans funneled to them. Now, small banks and credit unions tend to be more kind to the smaller businesses or the small investor. And they tend to actually give you better interest rates that don't make them feel or that doesn't make you feel that they're stepping on your neck. Credit unions tend to be a little bit more friendlier to your pockets. That, that's for sure. Now, for those of you that are looking for loans that's under $350,000 for your small business, you may actually end up paying as high as a 5% interest rate from these banks. Now, this is the treasury money. Remember, this money is coming from the treasury but the banks are charging you 5% on treasury money, which is also Main Street money. It's not the bank's money. So why are they getting the interest? You have to got to remember anytime you hear anything, U.S. Treasury, you should say, a.k.a. me. Because it is you that is funding the treasury. Nobody else. It's not these businesses. It's you, Main Street. You're funding the Treasury. Yet the banks are the ones getting interest from your money. Oh, but that's right, though. You know, the banks, they're carrying out the risk, though, because they're giving. Well, they're not giving you. They're loaning this money. You know, to you. So they're the ones taking the risk, per se. Now, the Federal Reserve, in my opinion, could have went ahead and just carried this directly from them, but they didn't want to carry none of the non-performing loans or AKA bad debt. Now, for those of you that are wanting the funds, that's fine. You may need to read your paperwork because some people are getting grants, but a good portion of you will probably be getting loans that you have to pay back to the bank. Like I said, the interesting thing is the Paycheck Protection Program 
is in well, it's in all FDIC entities or were supposed to be able to access this 4.5 trillion until the website went down. Then the next thing you know is just a handful of companies. This is why I was saying, yes, your small community banks or credit unions had access to these monies. Then the system goes down and they're like, whoa, wait, hold on. We're just going to allocate the $4.5 trillion to certain banks that will give you access to these funds. Always remember, Main Street, that the Federal Reserve is not federal at all. It's just a private bank with shareholders. Don't believe me? It's actually boldly on their website. They will tell you that they have shareholders for the Federal Reserve that you thought was a government entity. Maybe the Federal Reserve is putting his homeboys in the driver's seat to take advantage of some of these situations. But I guess, you know, time will tell. One thing we must remember as well, Main Street, that money does not provide security. And this should have actually been learned here in 2020. It is useless until it is used to show. Um, you know, what? actually, it has to be in use. How many let's just actually have a show of hands. How many of us was told as youngsters? And even now, as adults, that money provides security. Now, I'm already raising my hand. I know you can't see it. <clears throat> and I know that you're raising your hand or you're at least thinking about it. If you was to actually see me in person, all of us was taught at some point that money provides security. How many of you own stocks, bonds, mutual funds or ETFs? IRAs, 401ks, or pension plans. Do any of those sound familiar to you? Now, when you want to check on all of these things, here was it about a month ago when the market was down probably around 35%. Did these assets make you feel more secure? Most of Main Street was worried about losing their jobs and their retirement plans more so than the virus itself. My question for all of you that have these assets is, do I know where my money is? Do you have a connection with the asset? Or are you just looking to gain more money? Which is just a piece of paper, and in some countries that has different colors and stamps on it. And but just think about it, the amount of work that was made or the amount of work that was put into making this quote unquote money is more valuable to make you believe in the currency itself than what the currency is actually worth. Now, I'm going to leave you with an interesting question, Main Street, which hopefully you would know the answer to. But. Let me just go ahead and just give you the moral of the story, which is the moral of the story is who do you trust your counterparty risk with? You can say one thing, but have you been living out 
differently from your current answer. I don't know what your answer was. But whatever your answer is, was it lining up with your current lifestyle or is you're just saying this because, oh, it's the cool thing to say? Can you make it without the government? Can you make it with limited to no government financial assistance? The stimulus you are looking for just cleared the richest debt, but left you with the hot potato. That's not a question. I'm telling you that's what happened. The question for you, though, my real question for you, though, Main Street. Now, if you had 30 seconds to pick. Now, I'm only give you 30 seconds. Try not to take longer than that to figure this out. I think most of you can answer it within three seconds. And that question is, is you have to pick one of two options. Just one or two options. That's it. I'm not going to make this hard on you. Would you take one billion dollars or one billion friends? Now, I need you to hold on to that answer because you're going to need it for the next episode that's coming up. The question is, again, would you rather have one billion dollars or one billion friends? Now, I'm not necessarily going to tell you what's the right or wrong answer, even in the next episode. But I need you to have that answer already ready in your head. So when I go ahead and lay this out in the next episode, you can see where you're at and judge if your theory or your pick was the correct one. But all right, my good people, again, this was this is Good Friday. I know you're busy with your family, your friends. Uh, well, at least the ones that's in your house since not, you know, you can't really have a whole house full of people right now. But I want you to enjoy your weekend. M let that question marinate again. One billion dollars or one billion friends. And if you have somebody in the house with you, go ahead and ask them. Ask some of your friends or your neighbors or your colleagues just to see what they say. And wait for this next episode and we'll we'll kind of see where your head is at. Have a good night, Main Street. I'll holler at you later. Peace.